Hey, and welcome to the podcast that shall not be named, episode 409, I think. 49 December. Again, I think. 2022. I'm pretty sure on the 2022 part. The old Chevy Silverado, the pasty work truck, is chiming in literally. Again, it wouldn't be a Uber truck if there weren't enough warning lights in the dashboard or be a newspaper by it. And uh, I think, I think, I think I'm going to turn down, oops, didn't mean to turn it off, turn down the Mockingbirds a bit, because it seemed a little overpowering unless you were listening with the headphones on the last episode. As I said, I've been away a while. Anyhow, I'm heading up the west side of Brockway Mountain in the work truck. Taking advantage of some better weather, but not good enough weather to go up the east side. That's the side close to Copper Harbor. So it's a good 15, 20 miles out of my way to come up this side of the mountain and go back down and then go back to the harbor. Um, the benefit of doing it this way, though, is that I still have a truck at the end of the trip. Uh, I've never had this problem, but uh, the east side of Brockway Mountain Drive catches people off guard every year. Well, first of all, many people go up the road having no clue that it's closed. <laughs> they do not maintain this road in the winter, so you go up at your own risk. It gets really expensive if you uh, break down or get stuck up here. And. Uh, and pretty soon, even at the own risk, old, even at your own risk, it goes away because technically snowmobile season started on December 1st. So I am driving on snowmobile trails at the moment, except that uh, the several feet of snow we had in November uh, went mostly away due to the uh, mid to upper 30s temperatures Fahrenheit, of course, um, during the Thanksgiving week. Uh, the week before that, the only way coming up here was on a tracked vehicle, um, a rescue vehicle that I use from the fire department with uh, the fire department's blessing. Well, yes, I'm on the fire department as well, but uh, to use it for non-fire purposes is uh, uh, that, you know, obviously takes permission. Um, I have the chief's blessing for it, though, because the equipment up here maintains... Uh, Critical communications for the county, the sheriff's department, and people living up and down the North Shore. A lot of times it's their only source of telephone and communications. So it's pretty much a critical link. Um, actually, this is going to be, I think, I shouldn't say it on the early part of the trip. But this should be one of the smoothest trips up I've been up since uh, it started snowing. Um, I think we're around 50 inches, 5-0. Uh, approximately 130 centimeters. I'm not doing the conversion in my head real quick while I'm driving. Uh, and that is a very slow start of the year for us, by the way. Uh, it's been snowing off and on and then melting off and on. And then we had that uh, winter advisory about a week before Thanksgiving that turned into a two-foot dump in the harbor. So it's been all over the map. It's supposed to be uh, getting warmer for the next week again, but... Uh, snow off and on. I'll keep driving as much as I can. Uh, pretty soon the only way to get up here is on track vehicle or snowmobile. And uh, that just adds a whole nother level of complication. So at this point we're just doing minor maintenance but needed things before the season really sets in. And it needs a little extra help from time to time uh, besides the solar and wind generation that we've got going up. As we come into the 
shortest day of the year and winter solstice it t turns into the doldrums the sailing equivalent of the doldrums no sun no wind no nothing and I don't care how big your battery bank is if you don't put any gazintas and keep taking the gazautas eventually there ain't no leftas that's a technical term so yeah we've got a brand new battery bank up there I think I mentioned that in the last episode maybe uh, that's already a blur in my mind which helps quite a bit and then the uh, slightly used well two years old batteries that were up there oh, I think they're older than that no I know they were 2020 so the 2020 pandemic batteries that were up there are now on Manders which is another place I need to go up on a regular basis and branch across the road a chunk just went over that good thing because I forgot to bring the saw and I always keep an eye out for that um, and then we put the other batteries in Manders, but Manders, uh, even though it's a pretty healthy snowshoe up on that part of the mountain, it's not too far from town. So Mark and I make that trip on a regular basis. So yeah, today uh, we're going into some pretty good doldrums. Uh, there's some wind coming up uh, this evening, but not from the right direction where it's going to be real efficient. Um, our equipment up here is on the west side of a cliff facing the west-northwest. So anything out of the southwest, west, northwest, and even the north, those type of winds charge pretty well during the winter, which is uh, when we need it the most. And winter winds normally come out of the northwest to west. So that works out pretty good most of the time. We just got to get past solstice. So, yeah, the tires are already slipping here. And these are actual, by the way, uh, what do we use all-season radios for in the Copper Harbor? All-season radios are great from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. Or May to beginning of November for those not in the U.S. So, uh, yeah, we just like uh, my friends south of me, north of the border, as I say, uh, winter tires are not an option if you actually want to function up here. So this truck weighs about 8,000 pounds, V8 diesel, it's a very heavy pickup truck. Um, that coupled with true snow tires, it gets around pretty well. There's been somebody up here, so I don't think these are the tracks from my Jeep from uh, earlier this week. Yeah, this is definitely, considering the winds we had yesterday, these are fresh tracks. I think somebody's already been up and down based on the, the tracks here. A lot of times when I do one of these trips, there ain't nobody, ain't been no tracks, ain't going to see no tracks for a while. In the beginning, for a lot of people, that'd be a little spooky feeling to go 10 kilometers off-road, but uh, without cell service for the most part. There's, yeah, you can climb the nearest hill, you'll get cell service up here, but that's also why I carry, uh, carry a radio, sometimes I carry two. This is the work truck. It doesn't have a ham radio in it. I only feel it's don't don't feel like carrying too many radios on my belt. I already have the radio, the 800 radio, the public service radio that we use for fire and EMS, and it's a heavy brick. Um, and then there's a VHF pager. So between the two of those, that's enough. Don't want to throw a ham radio on top of that. Uh, I might install one in this truck though. I might install a ham radio in here just to have uh, the additional source of communications. 
sure I would have uh, no objections from the home office. So, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, and I'm glad she was okay with it, uh, my friend Amanda is getting ready to do her podcast launching in January. We are now going to be meeting weekly as she gets ready to do it. She's uh, recorded her own theme song. Pretty cool. Done her own artwork. Done all kinds of research. And she's already been blogging and doing YouTube videos and stuff for some time. So it's not like she's uh, coming into this completely cold. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows what she wants to uh, relay. And uh, she, it's coming from the heart. It's, it's all the right things. It's all the right things. So that's way cool. Um, she's planning to go on the podcasting 2.0 route, which uh, actually I am planning on converting uh, my feeds to the same. So it's a learning experience for the both of us. You know, I am consider myself OG. There's many of you listening who are OGer than me. Uh, I started uh, doing my, as I call, it, episode zeros in December of 2005, and I know a lot of you go back to 2004. But uh, I'm OG enough that I still do my uh, uh, my feeds by hand, and occasionally, uh, you know, manually, and occasionally cause great uh, consternation from the listeners when I screw up the feed. But that's what I'm used to doing. It's not a big deal for me to just jump in there with uh, Word Edit and add a new entry in the HTML for it. Not HTML. Uh, what am I thinking? Not that it's not RSS. It's X. Oh, jeez. I'm driving. I use the driving excuse, right, Jason? Right, right. Um, man, we're just sliding all over the place. Although I'm making better time than normal going up Rockway. Having the the fresh snow is better than what I've been dealing with because I, I know squirrel back to the mountain. Um, after all that melt-off and then cold temperatures and melt-off, it was the sheer ice. Uh, that gets to be a problem. And I think I should go back and explain the east uh, east road. That's the problem. There's a really, really steep hill with a hairpin turn at the bottom. It's not just the steep hill, but it's that hairpin turn, turn at the bottom. And there is at least one vehicle a year, every year, that gets totaled. They go up when they shouldn't have. As I start to say, you know, I, I jumped off saying it's a seasonal road, it's not open in the winter. They ignore the signs, they're not prepared, they don't have snow tires, sometimes they don't even have four-wheel drive. Sometimes they get halfway up that steep hill and panic and park it. Sometimes they have a vehicle that can go up and don't take into consideration it's a very steep hill coming down with that hairpin. And uh, Bob's your uncle, they're in the trees in a total vehicle. Uh, most of the time, there aren't any injuries involved other to people's pride. I'm at the top already. This is incredible. Um, injuries to people's pride and pocketbooks. Um, not sure how it was handled, but the last one they totaled was a brand new Cadillac Escalade rental. I hope they got the uh, extra insurance. That's the uh, Simon and Simon reference for those out there to understand that. They always, the one brother always told them to get the extra rental insurance, and there was a reason. Okay, so I'm at the top. I got stuff to do. Um, well, we're only 12 minutes into it. I guess maybe I'll just keep it rolling, but it may get a little blustery as soon as I step outside the vehicle here. We'll see. Put this in the pocket. Try not to hit any buttons. I'll leave the, the truck going here unless there's a mountain lion or 
or uh, the bears should all be hibernating at this point, and if they're not, they're going to be pretty grouchy. Got wolves up here. We've got mountain lions. Bobcats normally stay uh, pretty much to themselves. Plenty of coyotes around, but I've never seen any up on the mountain. Maybe because of the coyotes, or because of the wolves and the and the cougars. It may be enough to keep them away. So the downside of not bringing the track vehicle up here is with the track vehicle, I can. Yeah, yeah you can hear the wind now. Um, with the track vehicle, I can drive right down the side of the hill to the cliff and get myself right there. And normally Mark would come up with me on this trip, but he's working the gas station today, so the owner of the gas station can go to town, do banking and all that fun stuff. So bear with the wind noise here while I walk down the hill to the cliff, the generator. It is beautiful up here. Lake Medora is frozen over. Pretty good layer of snow on it. Lake Superior, of course, is not frozen over. But it will pick up, uh, generally picks a pretty good amount of ice along the shoreline. And occasionally it does freeze over. One generator. Sure, uh, I'm walking up to the site now. I would expect that spinning better. Uh, I hope we haven't blown another controller. We've had gale force winds up here that have gotten high enough to actually destroy the wind charge controllers. And, uh, I have the capability of rebuilding them on my workbench. But, uh, the wind's coming from which way and swirling up here so I guess I shouldn't be too alarmed that it's not spinning up. Nice and cloudy, so I'm not surprised we don't have any wind or solar charging, excuse me, going on. I know, this is just riveting. I can't even blame it on uh, driving anymore. I am concentrating on, on staying on task, though. Solar panels are clear. What am I hearing over here? I have some bird squawking at me. Oh, it's spinning up. That's good. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear that, but that's that means this, the uh, wind charge controller is uh, is healthy. Because, uh, well, with the with the the proper charge controller, it fails in the brake mode. So that's what you want it to do. If there's a problem, you want it to put on the brakes so that the wind charge controller doesn't destroy itself. You might be able to hear that whistle in the background. Um, while I was working on it, I had a a, a Chinese-manufactured wind controller on it, and it was rated for what we were doing. It's supposed to have worked, and uh, we had gale force winds, and things were charging really good. And then uh, the charge controller failed, but it failed in the non-brake condition with it still charging. And I watched the battery voltage. And these are 12-volt batteries in here, and they're brand new, so a thousand dollars for the batteries. Now it's the voltage go up to 14. It's okay, 14.5, that's fully charged. Then 15, 15.5, 16, 16.5. It was hitting 17 to 18 volts on the batteries. Um, that is overcharging considerably. Um, so I knew two things were going on. First of all, we were in danger of destroying the batteries. And, um, oh, geez. 
and that nothing was stopping the wind generator, so it was overspinning. So this was uh, about 10 o'clock, I think, on a Saturday night. I don't remember exactly when, and if I talked about this in the last episode, forgive me. But uh, um, I knew that wind generator was in danger of self-destructing. And it's a big deal to change a wind generator out in the winter. I do it all the time. I don't like doing it, but it's a real pain to do, especially once you can't drive up here with heavy equipment. So we had a fairly brand new generator up here, wind generator. Those are about $1,500 for this site. Anyhow, they get, I know they get a lot more expensive than that. And we had a battery bank that was about ready to get destroyed. So my uh, son, Mark, had already retired for the evening. I knew he already had a couple of beers on board because he was retired for the evening. He was gaming. And uh, I got the warning that things were about to uh, destruct. Warning, Will Robinson, warning. So I messaged Mark. I said, um, we're going to have to go to the, well, I got to go to the fire hall. I shouldn't say we. And uh, gear up and take the, this is back when we still needed the tracked vehicle to get up here. There was plenty of snow. 60 mile an hour winds, cold as heck. Yeah, blustery day in the Keweenaw. So I messaged Mark, and Mark grumbled for a second. He goes, no, no, you're not going up alone. I'll go up with you. We came up here, and oh my gosh, that wind generator was screaming. You opened up the cabinet, and one thing I always do on an installation like this is I put in a big manual DPD switch double pull double throw switch the movie equivalent of the big knife switch but it's you know, a little more compact but very very heavy duty actually I've had the same switch since the first wind generator install that I put in 18 years ago here I've been doing this for over 20 I can't believe it maintaining the site for 20 years but uh, got the cabinet open flipped that switch and the wind generator went came on down to a decent speed. We buttoned things up and went down. There was no way, even in that wind, that uh, even with the brakes on, I wasn't getting anywhere near that wind generator. So I didn't know if the bearings were still good in the in the, uh, the turbine or not. Next morning, Mark and I went to the shop, finished rebuilding the wind generator charge controller that belonged up here. Got back in the track vehicle, came up, swapped everything out, climbed up to the, the pole, and sure enough, the bearings still were good in the wind turbine. So, even though I'm doing a lot of maintenance up here, we're actually in pretty good shape for this time of year. Normally, there's bigger maintenance to do, and I think we're pretty set. I'm just trying to get things done where they need to be before uh, things really set in. This has been a broccoli podcast. I didn't mean for the entire thing to be just broccoli. Let me start this generator. First bowl. That's because I maintain them. Get away from the noise of the generator. Yeah, especially before winter, we go up to each site, we pull all the generators, bring them down to my garage, change out the carburetors if they need them. Otherwise, we clean and adjust, change out oils, change out air filters, all those things you don't want to do in the middle of winter on top of the mountain. So, with that full, 
generator, I should check one thing before I leave. That wind generator, wind generator, toy boat, toy boat, will go about 16 hours. That will add about 10 amp hours per hour to the battery bank. Yes, I could put in a much heavier duty charging circuit. Way overkill for a generator to put in. I mean, way overkill of a generator to put a 10 amp charger on it, but uh, it's a very special type of battery charger. Designed to charge batteries in these type of temperatures, not damage them. Try to charge things too too hard and too fast when they're cold, and you'll damage the batteries. So it'll put uh, put about 160 uh, amp hours of charge into the 300 amp battery bank, and that coupled with uh, solar and wind assistance, we'll get that 300 amp bank up to uh, full full charge in a day or two. And you think that's a lot of that's three 100 amp hour batteries, Mike. Run things for a long time. Well, a microwave relay station like this, turning this into an engineering talk, too. Sorry about that. No, I'm not sorry about that. That's a day in the life of Mike. Um, so the whole system is pretty efficient. It draws between two and four amps, which doesn't sound like a lot about a trolling motor or something you're out in the lake all day it's not a big deal at all but uh, that's two to four amps on average and three 24 hours a day seven days a week so three amps times 24 hours is 30 60 72 amp hours roughly of draw a day so each one of those batteries is a hundred amp hour it's kind of a thing that plus uh, you draw a battery down 50 percent it starts getting into the danger zone of uh, if it gets too cold out parts of it could freeze so these are all things we need to take into account oh yeah someone's been up here right i'm in my, my normal parking spot on top of the mountain and the spot in front of me is a pretty good sized drift and somebody decided to drive right through it. Now I'm not opposed to driving through drifts, but uh, if there's a way around it, I don't. I guess that goes into the next thing I could go into since this has turned into the Brockway cast. Oh, I really should check the voltages before I leave. I also normally hang up here for a while make sure that uh, nothing goes wrong with the generator. If there's any water in the line or ice or anything, it'll run for five minutes or so and then shut down. And the last thing you want to find after making a couple hour round trip up here and down and back to the harbor, get all the way back to the harbor and find out that the whole system would just shut down on you. And you have to make the return trip. I have done that. In the last 20 years, there have been times I've come up here three times in the same night. And it's never in good weather. And pretty soon there'll be six feet of snow on the ground up here. And it turns into a whole bigger project. Anyhow, my thoughts on snowdrifts. Um, I'm going into very remote country most of the time to do my job. And I got some really cool equipment to do it. But uh, I always travel with uh, uh, extra bags of hand and toe warmers. 
I travel with at least one radio and one cell phone, normally, preferably, another backup on top of that. And heavy into the winter, I carry two radios. Um, extra overalls, extra coat, normally extra blanket. There have times I have dug in and waited out storms up here. And things are mechanical. Anytime you're taking anything mechanical, it's eventually going to break down. Now we do everything we can to do preventive maintenance on the track vehicles and this work truck and everything we use to get up here, but it's going to break down sometime. This truck just came back from the shop after brake issues. Now that wasn't a showstopper. Um, what else did I just have fixed? Holy cow. Um, but uh, one of the founders of the internet company, uh, Jonathan, came up here and threw a track on an ATV. Fortunately, he was able to balance. It's, uh, there were four tracks, one in where normally where there'd be a wheel on this uh, uh, Yamaha Grizzly is what it was. What he was towing broke free, break, broke free, and came up and hit him at the top uh, from behind at the top of the mountain, uh, destroying the track, r ripping it right off the, the ATV and and all the mechanics that went along with it. Fortunately, it was a rear track, so he was actually able to balance on three tracks on the way down. But uh, he also had a cell phone with him. I thought, I think he was only able to text at the time. This was a while back. So he texted me, I think I was, no, I know I was, I was in Illinois when this happened. So he texted me through the internet to Illinois. I then contacted the fire chief to have the fire department on standby to be able to come up and get him if he couldn't get down on his own. Because as I said, this is 10 kilometers from the road. It's a, when there's six feet of snow on the ground, it's a trek down. Now when the snowmobile trail is well groomed, you can get up under the snowmobile trail and walk your way down. But even then, it's it's a bit of a, it drifts over pretty quick. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll groom this at one or two in the morning. And it'll be great for hours, but uh, there's winds, there's snow, uh, even the snowmobile trail gets to be something that's very difficult to walk in after a while. So that comes up to the other part. I always, um, once the weather sets in, I always have a pair of snowshoes in the vehicle, whatever I'm traveling in, because uh, it's the difference between being able to walk out or not. Uh, probably wouldn't hurt for me to throw my skis in here too, but uh, the snowshoes will get me anywhere. And I never go any further than I'm willing to walk out. That's a rule of thumb. But uh, I also baby the equipment. I don't rev it. I don't push. I go out of my way not to stress anything when I am going off-road. Because that's when you're going to break something normal. So those are kind of the, the Uper rules of thumb when working out in the bush. Which I have been doing up here for a long time now. I hope you didn't find that too boring. It turned out to be a, a day in the life of a network tech up in the mountain. Uh, I'll be up here, I'm sure, at least uh, until solstice is over. I'll be up here at least once a week maintaining things and keeping an eye on things. It is getting into the Christmas season, of course. It's after Thanksgiving or a couple weeks away. So I think uh, we'll end this one out with uh, something else that should absolutely be pod safe. I mean, it's Jonathan Colton. How couldn't it be? Catch you later on the next episode. Uh, I'm sure I, I, I went all over the place. Yeah, I'm going to be going 2.0. Uh, working with Amanda on her podcast. She's going 2.0. Uh, 
Uh, she is doing it to uh, monetize, but she's monetizing the something that is near and dear to her heart, and she's monetizing it because it's for her and her son. It's part of her income. That is not something that uh, uh, we as a group, even the OG, uh, make fun of. And uh, I know several of my OG friends and myself uh, support other podcasts out there. Uh, Daily Tech News, for one. Tom Merritt and his crew always can't always listen to them, but uh, I am a proud supporter. Uh, my friend uh, Phil Cianciola, the biggest name in uh, radio and podcasting, as far as the longest, anyhow. And uh, he's been podcasting now for, geez, 14 years? As he goes in and out that revolving door of uh, radio broadcasting, which he's been doing for probably 40 plus years five decades i don't know he's been at it for a while but occasionally even after a long run in the station sometimes you know they'll show you the door with no notice but the podcast family the philcast family as we call it is there and uh, my wife and i are proud to support that and uh also uh canada land yes i am an american citizen i live in the u.s i live on the border town however i can see the canadian border from here no joke, because I'm up in the mountain. I can see the border from here. It's water, but I can see the border. Um, happy to support Canada Land, and uh, I tune in as often as I can. I still use TuneIn after umpteen years in podcasting. I download and listen as often as I can, because I want to know what's going on with my neighbors. And uh, as I've also said in the past, there's a good chunk of the Copper Harbor that is either Canadian or dual citizen kind of comes with the territory up here all right uh hope to be talking to you again soon it's uh, getting back in the podcasting saddle here warming up the old uh, earbud microphone from the top of broccoli we'll catch you later bye okay guys everyone ready to sing the song yeah great now remember it's almost christmas and nobody has any pod safe christmas music so uh, that's your motivation here uh cc chapman you ready ready as i'll ever be and uh lennon nora from jawbone good to go let's do this and uh adam curry skyping in from the helicopter flying somewhere above your golden palace you all patched in there adam 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 Pretty good, guys, except, uh, Adam, you sounded a little bit like you were rushing it there at the end. Uh, you know what I mean? Buddy? Whatever, dude. All right, well, I can't say I care for the attitude, but, you know, just pay attention next time. Now, uh, the rest of you, I just wanted to go over... Adam. Adam, did you say something to me? No. Huh. That's funny. I thought I heard you say something. No, I didn't! Look, I don't want to go through this with you again. We're here to sing a song about pod safe Christmas music, and I, I just want everyone to do their best, you know? I mean, can you just give me a little effort? <laughs> Shut up, Cece. Adam, just give me a little effort, okay? Adam? Adam? Adam! Jesus, what? We want a pod safe Christmas song. We want a song that's safe to play.
job, you guys. Really, you nailed it. Thanks. Nailed it. You nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, not too shabby. Nailed it. I don't want to speak too soon, but uh, we may have saved Christmas. Special thanks to you, Adam, for paying attention. Yeah, screw you. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at rehearsal.